Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Warning. Following is the officially sanctioned podcast about the show about four lifelong friends who compete to embarrass each other in public. You know the one. The official Impractical Jokers podcast. We're finally back. I know the second half. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. I'm excited. James, thanks for coming back. Casey, thank you for coming back. This is amazing. This is so nice. Oh, oh man. Can you believe uh, it? Like we got the second half of this season eight going on. Thank God we're back. It's been a miserable <laughs> summer. It's too hot. It's and now I can hot. just finally watch new Jokers episodes. It's uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been too long, I think. It has been too long. It, 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 how long has it even been? I forgot what we even did before. I forgot everything. I, th- I don't. I think. Uh, I think Mur got punished. Probably. Uh, um, Sal ref- refused something. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, he he laughed. Yeah, Q's facial hair probably changed. <laughs> Joe's hair didn't his hair change on the top of his head? I don't even remember. That's true. Yeah. So I bet yeah. you people were like, "Is Joe going to continue with the hair? You know, par- like you know, brought down, or is he going to go back to the famous yeah. spikes?" These are the storylines we need to remember as yeah. we come back. It's all fabricated. We made it up. We tell him what to wear. We do everything, and then helping us keep. Tra- track of everything is Tina Santamoro. That's right. Tina, welcome. Welcome back. This is so exciting. Thank you. Uh, We we do do not have Danny Green uh, anymore. He uh, is he's moving on. He's producing movies. He's doing all these big things. We miss him. Taking that Mm -hmm. vanilla clown bindle and he's on the boxcar. I think vanilla is how he, put, yeah, is how he puts it. Vanilla Clown will be back on the show. Mm-hmm. That's actually true. That's what I want to mention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not only sad that Danny Green's not on the podcast. I'm more sad that Danny Green's dad, that Papa Green, but we'll, we'll have to call him at some point throughout we will. this. We'll have Absolutely. to do a check in at some point. Second half of the season. And Tina just reminded us something amazing. What's that thing about this second half of the season? It is longer than the first half of the season. Isn't that nice? Wow. It's amazing. That's so fun. We have more episodes. Mm -hmm. Six more episodes. Six more. It's not just like one or two more. Six more than the first half. Yeah. Great. That's huge. Absolutely amazing. And we've got other big news in this second half of the season, right? Uh Uh-huh. 200th episode. That's huge. I I remember the the 100th episode, and that was such a big deal. And it was so, what a magic night. Like, actually, somebody just, I ran into somebody, I was on Staten Island, and I ran into somebody that was like, oh, I was working security at the event for the 100th episode. And he was like, that was a long time ago. And I was like, yeah, it was 100 episodes ago. (laughs) Almost, (laughs) almost 100 episodes ago. Yeah, that's how I keep track of time, is Joker's episodes. And that's why (laughs) I don't think I've aged at all since we've been off the air. I've kind of just been hibernating, and now I'm back out. Ever so often I get these feelings, I get these like moments where I'm like, wow, we've been going for eight seasons and it's been like eight years pretty much. Yeah. We started in, you know, the the pilot was like 2010. We started filming the show in 2011. Yeah. And these guys up until like season two, 
like, you know, like that's when we started getting more and more fans or more people started watching right. the show. So I just want to take a moment and thank you for, for listening and for supporting the show and basically giving me a job by doing that. The Joker's fans are the best fans. They are diehard fans. Yeah. I, here's what I want. Cause like, there's another group of diehard fans uh -huh. and I don't even know this band really like okay. fish. They, they have like really diehard fans and then they have a Ben and Jerry's flavor called Fish Food. Yes. We gotta get an Impractical Jokers flavor, Ben and Jerry's. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible? Can That's, we push for that? I, I'll talk to BA when I get back to the office. Amazing. Wow. Very <laughs> professional. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wait, what's this BA? Tina, that's what Business I'm talking about. Business Affairs. Oh, okay. I was like, they make all those thank deals. you for asking, Casey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I got a BA Sorry. from NYU. I know. I, when you said BA, I was like, I was like, is that Baskin Rob? Are you going to talk? I was like, Baskin. Big Baskin. Yeah. They run all the ice cream. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. It's the thing is like getting your ice cream. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a milestone. That would be great. What would Because Fallon has one. Oh, it's like really? called late night snack and it's chocolate covered um, potato chips in Ooh. the, in vanilla or in ice, some kind of ice cream. What do you think the jokers uh, would want? This is great. Actually, I want to hear from, from the fans. So you could do hashtag jokers podcast and let us know what flavor of ice cream would be like the jokers flavor, but we'll start you off with maybe some ideas now. Yeah. Um, First thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I yes. think it's because of the guys and Maybe this, it's episode, of this episode yeah. a little bit later on but it, huh. it's like it's first of all one of my favorite things in ice cream so i'm pushing for it yeah and th that's why but it's like a really fun word to say right it's a fun item no one's ever mad when they see a marshmallow that's why we threw it at people uh, mm -hmm. in the in the shopping carts i i kind of think like um like a cannoli cream should be incorporated oh, in shut it. Shut the front door. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be incredible? Like, I don't know if marshmallow and cannoli is like too sweet, but then again, you know, the jokers are too sweet. Yeah. I mean, maybe there needs to be more than one flavor. Maybe there four. needs to be four. Wow. wow. Oh, maybe for Mur a braised beef ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A little salty and totally, sweet now. Yeah, yeah the there you cream. go. And then, oh, what would, what would Salvatore have? Or, well, no, that's, I'm assuming now Q's the marshmallow of the group. No, I think Sal's the, I mean, literally he was in this episode, he gets called out as looking like a marshmallow. So I think that's good. He might have to take it. So, do so we, maybe a little, a little spice for Q, the fireman. Oh, wow. Like yeah, a little like sriracha. Yeah, so sriracha. That's a braised beef, sriracha, marshmallow, and cannoli cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. I don't, okay. yeah, I don't, I don't think know we can if any that. of these are going to sell. Let well, us know you're for. Please <laughs> take, that, take that to BA. Yeah, tweet it Do us better than us. us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. I'm excited to jump into this episode because we're coming back with a vengeance. Like, this episode is very fun. There's a Great. few things that happen in this episode that are like kind of my favorite moments of all time. We're going to jump into it right now. This first one that, like, you're making a doc. Yes. You need to get some opinions. Bring them in the back. Yeah. Talk to someone. And then it's another don't laugh challenge. So it's the... Which is great. Like, this could just be a refuse you lose, right? 100% could be. And it, again, like, I think the guys maybe even thought about it as a refuse you lose one time. Uh, I think on set, I almost remember, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think yeah. on set they were like, Sal, I think Sal was like, to really make this... Um, like, you know, to really get into it, to make it like tense. What if we like, you know, up the ante by doing it like as a don't laugh, don't yeah. break kind of thing. And they were like, we could count the number. You're right. And then the other thing that's actually great case, uh, if 
you watch, and I hope you did watch Joker's After Party after this, there's actually a clip of what it's like to be on the floor when you're the Joker or when you're the Mark. And so you can really understand why like, they want to do the Don't Laugh goal. It is a very awkward, quiet set. When yeah. you're not hearing the guys in your ear and you're not hearing the guys laughing, it's just super awkward. So it's like really, it's like church laughs. Like you're trying not to laugh in church or you're trying not to laugh in like class. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing. So that's where that don't laugh goal really comes from. It's like, that it's just a super awkward setting. Right. I like, think it shows you like how hard it is to do because I think it looks like easier when you hear the guys and see the guys laughing in BTS and stuff like that. But yeah not hearing them is like, it makes it more awkward. I completely agree. Like, I'm so glad that they, that they did that because yeah. I think, especially now after eight seasons, people are like, well, is it tense? And it is, it's still like when you're, when you're there with real people saying insane stuff, especially about like relationships or whatever it is, like it, it gets tense. It, it, it gets and so even tense. Even when they laugh, I almost want to see a challenge where, cause like the marks, like there was some of the marks will laugh. And then sometimes it gets to a point where they're like, I'm a little nervous. Like, the, like you could tell, like the the person, hundred percent they're working with. Yes, that I feel like that happened in Gatto's turn at some yeah. point. His mark looked checked out and was like, "I want to leave this room alive." Yeah, <laughs> this guy is crazy. Yeah, like let let's just keep rolling through. Like she at, at some point becomes like catatonic and not even reacting to right. all the crazy things Joe's saying when he's talking about Soprasada at his mom's funeral. Yes, and Brigitte at his dad's. This is a great Soprasada by mom's funeral. <laughs> Top notch there. <laughs> My dad's had a hell of a brujute. Dark from Joey Gatto. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that they, they're they even trying to say that word right, like, you know, suppressata. Yeah. Which is, it's like, suppressata is like the way it's spelt. Right. Which is like an Italian thing. But really, the way that they say it, and a lot of like, like Staten Islanders say, is supersad. Mm -hmm. like, Let me get supersad. It's spelled suppressita. Again, so funny. that's yes. the way I think everyone that doesn't live in Italy that goes to an Italian deli yes. says it. For yeah, sure. I'll take the gobble yeah. goal. Yeah. <laughs> so any, and that's Capicola, but in Staten Island, it becomes gobble goal. Yeah, it, it's a whole mess. That's the way <laughs> things are spelled. I, I went to dinner with my fiance. I've been engaged. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Since last Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Thank Sorry, you. ladies, off the market. Yeah, but we went and she wanted to order something, and it's Brajol. But Brajol is not spelled anything like it sounds. Yeah. It's like B-R-A-C-I-O-L-E. See, I hear that as Brajol. Yeah, exactly. You know. that's You've got that, that Joker, Italian, Staten Island uh, pronunciation. So you understand. You know, it's amazing that like I grew up in Staten Island. I know all these Italian things, but I did not, I did not know on the brach. And that like changed my mind, like changed my life. Like Joe saying on the brach was a phrase I never heard before. And it was like... Oh my God. I, I can't believe there's more out there that I don't know. What it's is, like, what is on the brach? On the brach is like when one. it's like on the house, like it's free. So uh. like he was, we were in, um, I think urban market, which is in, uh, actually in, in Williamsburg. And, um, he was, there was a little kid and he was pretending to be an employee. It wasn't even part of the bit. Like he was doing a food survey and he like gave a kid like a melon and was just like, tell your mother it's on the brach. It's on the brach. Make sure to tell her it's on the brach. Yeah. And <laughs> it's great. And then but the thing about the guys is also like, I think that is a real like uh, Italian American like slang term, but they'll also make stuff up like one throat, a uh, chicken finger. Yeah. That's not real, but the guys just say it. And yeah. now all of a sudden it's real. And I've like heard it around like, oh yeah, they're, they're like shorthand for things. Like we'll do a flip ski. 
Like, yeah. We'll just mean like, we'll do the opposite. Yeah, there's a whole Joker slang. All right, but this was, yeah, I want to jump back into this challenge Please. because there's there's so much fun stuff that happened here. Um, I think in during Murr's turn, mm-hmm. that old, the granddaughter, the granny to granddaughter, back to the granny is like such a, like, what a ride, what a roller coaster of emotion I had even just watching that. Yes, the hot granddaughter, if the grandmother's single. It, it was incredible. There was so... It, it was one of those that could have went on forever. It's almost like what they did in Sal's turn. Yeah. Once then Sal was up and it was like, uh, what was it? Like, do you have any uh, secret cooking tips? It's like, no. No, there was, uh, that, <laughs> yeah. was, that, was, that was Joe's Joe, turn. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was Joe? Yeah, well, I think Sal was feeding it to Joe. Yeah. And he's just like, hmm, wait, uh, wait, right. no, wait. You know, like it was it was Sal feeding it to Joe. That, that's, that's amazing. Right. That was, it's also funny because, Joe probably would be the only one who could answer that question. Like he's kind of the only one who like has some cooking knowledge. Yes, of course. That's why you can take Murray's stove if you wanted to, and he would not care. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you take a seamless account, then he'd get yeah, he'd he get would upset. starve to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that's amazing. Like, know what's amazing about this about Joe's turn is that he he riffs like on the it's like they'll give him an idea and he'll riff and almost make himself laugh like his, Every his laugh came from him just like exploring the idea that they started and he he's just he can't help it like he loves to play with these ideas and he cracks himself up 100 he always wants to take what the guys are giving him complete that task mm-hmm. and then add on to it to show them he can do anything yeah, he, he doesn't even mean to make himself laugh. He's trying to just make them laugh in the back. Right. And us, like, you know, yeah. are the viewing audience. Definitely. And is, then... Is that what happened when he... Because then he stole the the girl sitting next to him, like, her secret, like, cooking tip. So yeah. is that what happened there? Because they yes. didn't, the guys didn't tell him to do that, right? Oh, so, yeah. I yeah. mean, he, Joe Gatto is rogue. And mm-hmm. in any situation, he's going rogue. Like, yeah. he'll, he's the first to to break the law in terms of how these challenges work. A hundred percent. But he wins. But he like, you know, mm-hmm. I think he has the, the had the least. He laugh. does. Yeah. He has the least thumbs down mm-hmm. season wide so far. So, yeah, he's. Yeah. He's the king. He gets punished the least. Um, he's winning in Practical Jokers. I don't. He should get something for winning. that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We should figure out who's like the all time loser. Oh, or I the think, ranking. I think we know. I think it's pretty much Sal. I think Mer- based on yeah. how you think Murr's had more there, punishment. It's definitely one of those two. Q's actually most thumbs down. Do you guys want to so. place a bet right now? Oh, and... yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Sal. Look I hesitant. think Sal has had the most, has had the most punishments, but I, I could be, I could be wrong. Literally, Ooh. there's probably people, our fans are so good. They're listening, being like, you yeah. idiot, it's Murr. I'll say Murr. You're going to go All Murr. Right. I'll say Murr. Okay, what's the bet though? You have to eat, the loser has to eat the ice cream we just made up. Okay, fair. Great. Great. I mean, oh, wait, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> so I know. So that's going to be real hard oh, for you. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll do some beyond. We'll, we'll, do, some, we'll do some beyond braised beef. I'm off right. sugar, yeah. but you know, I'll do it. Oh, okay. So I think it's yeah. fair. Go against your beliefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the but, show is ruining us. But back to this, and I think you would feel this way if you had to eat meat. Yeah. Sal looked broken at the part where, like, he was just like laughing, laughing so much. Q was relentless on him. Yeah. During that turn, like, um, with all the stuff with like the the server and like the the street urchin. Uh, a great server for me. A great server would like shoo away street urchin while I'm trying to eat like my caviar or whatever like that because uh, too many uh, 
too many waiters care about them little shits, you know? And oh, like, that was great. It was such a long line. Sal like, also has a great memory. Like, he remembered that whole line yeah, after just hearing it like uh, once. Great memory. Really good actor. I think he's, like, really funny when he delivers the line, but, man, he can't stop laughing. Like, I know. It's so hard. The face that he's giving where he's like trying not to laugh and he's just like staring out into space. It's he looks so broken. funny. He looked like they broke Sal. Yeah. Like he looked like it was like a broken, looking at a broken watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, he's like not moving. Just like, yeah, kind of no. looks like a watch. Kind of looks like Sal. No, he looked like you could have put him in like a straight jacket and he <laughs> yeah. could have just been like Anthony Quinn in Psycho. Is it Anthony Quinn? I don't know who, who's in Psycho. I think Brian Quinn. Is it's Brian Quinn in Psycho. Of. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so I, I think we should do more challenges like this. I also love the way, a little behind the scenes of how we get the, we, you know, we use the, the term Mark as shorthand just because it's, it's an easy way to say like the stranger interacting in the bit. But um, the way we get the Mark is like, you know, either people are there at that bar and then they don't even know that we're, we're you know, we're doing this documentary or we might even be like, hey, you know, if you would like to be, we'd like to get your opinion on a documentary, right. come to this bar. And then we'll have like one of the jokers, not the one that would be in the bit, kind of hang out in the area and we could tell if they know the joker. We call it the sniff test. That's right. We've talked about it in the past. And so if, if the person seems like, oh, are you the guy from the show? We will not have them in the bit. And then, you know, with this, in this case, all, all four of these people did not recognize that one joker. And then they're pulled over into the thing where the joker is either already there or gets pulled from another section. They right. sit down and then the magic happens. Exactly. Yeah, that is that. It's like every shoot we do it all the time. Uh, and we do call it the sniff test. Uh which is totally disgusting. <laughs> but, yeah. I've never really thought about why. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's to sniff out to. who knows the show. Because right. It gets, it, right. you know, a lot, we get that question still all the time. Like, how is it? How do we still, you know, film the show? But it's, you know, it's, it is, a, it's cable TV. We live in New York. A lot of New Yorkers do not have television. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like James, do you have cable right now? Uh, no, I watch all these episodes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's insane how, like, you know, like a lot of New Yorkers just don't, they're like, you know, they read books and stuff. They're yeah. All, no, yeah. I get these things emailed to me from like internal mm -hmm. docs and then watch it. But yeah, I, adding on to that case, I want to throw this out at you. See if you agree with me. In real life, when like mm -hmm. we'll hang out with the guys, I feel like Murr almost does a sniff test on his own of any place we go to. Like he will go out into like, if we're in a bar or restaurant, and I'll kind of like walk out and like stand, hands on his hips, chest out. Yes. And kind of look around for a second. Yeah. And see if he's getting any looks. And then he will go and retire to his seat. We call that blowing up the room. <laughs> we call that blowing up the <laughs> room. Like sometimes he does it in a way that like we're about to start and all of a sudden Murr's out there and like, you know, a few people recognize him and we're like, he's blowing up the room. It's good in a way, but it's also like sometimes people don't recognize them until they see all four of them. Yeah. But if he goes out there and then one person's like, that's the guy from other people will, will catch on. And then we're like, all right, we have to wait until the whole room turns over or something yeah. like that. But we still love Murr. And you we know, the him. reason why Murr does that, he can't say no to a fan. He can't. Like he, and it's the best. He's always like out there signing autographs. Like, In fact, before we jump into the marshmallow madness, Tina, you went to Comic-Con. Yes. How fun oh. was that? 
Um, I was just going to bring that up when you were talking about Mara not saying no to a fan. Right, because, exactly. um, yeah, all four of the guys at Comic-Con were amazing with their fans. Um, Comic-Con was amazing yep. in and of itself. Um, and they took over once once again, they took over um, Padres Petco Park. Ballpark, Petco, Petco, yeah, Petco, Petco Park. Park, yeah. Um, and they had an all-day event um, with a stage show. We did a live and practically speaking episode. Um, but in between all the stuff that was going on on stage, they were running around and taking pictures with their fans, um, signing autographs. Just there was so much interaction. And a couple got engaged using Joe's wedding ring. What? The guy didn't bring an engagement ring with him to Comic-Con. So wow. to get the job done, Joe lent him lent. his wedding ring. He yeah. didn't give it to him. The girl gave it back it after fit. she maybe accepted fit her it. Thumb. Maybe yeah. fit her. Maybe yeah. fit her wrist. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. That happened. That's great, huh? That yeah. is so nice. I, I I really had FOMO. I was in. I was like in Italy, like on the Amalfi Coast, with my wife, having the time of my life. But, but part of me was like, oh, I wish I was at that time. <laughs> I know. I was I was officiating a wedding in Brooklyn at yeah. that time. First time I wow. was a minister nice. at my buddy's wedding. Got that thing online in about 10 seconds you and then ran have, into the wedding. You could have done the same thing at Comic-Con. I know. <laughs> we could have had a whole wedding over there. Wow, Sal could have been mm -hmm. best man, gave his yeah. speech. No, it just got posted today, and I think a lot of Joker's fans are like tagging me in it. BuzzFeed had this like hot dog-themed wedding, and yeah. they asked me to officiate because they knew that I could do that. And yeah. it was insane. And they I've, like a bunch of Joker's fans have like stumbled upon it, and they're all yeah. like tagging me in it and be like, you know, because you know, it was just like a post. But um, that's so funny. That's great. Yeah, but uh, same thing as you guys. Like, I wish, I mean, Tina was there. I wish that I was at Comic-Con because, and again, for the fans, the two places I think are the best times to meet the guys. Dead Heat for me, uh, the Joker's Cruise, and Comic-Con. Yes. I think those are two events. Like Again, just from hanging out with the guys uh, every like week, they love those events. They can't wait for them. Yeah. And they're like kind of really themselves they're like they're really in their element and it's i don't know it's, it's the different best. than the live show because the live show is a great like entertainment thing but like they're on stage for like an hour straight performing and then uh -huh. they then they're off stage and so it's really hard like i think they've cut down on their meet and greets and stuff too because it's just it's uh, it's a lot but these days are even like these like the you know the comic-con thing and yeah. the cruise like you said they're out all day like on the boat walking around they're not going people. anywhere for a while they're yeah. hanging yeah. out um and how many people did you say came through over 12,000, I think. Yeah. That's amazing. That was the final number for marketing so was cool. over 12,000. And speaking yeah. of which, a uh, big announcement at Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Season nine. nine. Yay. We're back. I know. So we're back and then we're double back yeah. next season. Right. Running it back. I mean, I'm I, again, I can't thank these fans enough because without them, we wouldn't have jobs. Yeah. True. By the way, at Comic-Con, I got to experience how amazing their fans are, which it was like boy band level of of fame and literally like, joey fatone was there and joey fatone was there yeah maybe the, like the the fifth most popular mm -hmm. of the, of the yeah. five <laughs> he's the greatest yeah speaking of they did um the dj played bye 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 by nsync and, and he performs it jo yeah joey sang it with the guys on backup it was pretty amazing did he do the choreography a little bit, a little, <laughs> a bit. little bit. It was really hot out. Oh, gotcha. So I He's think usually, that it would have yeah. been, I don't know. He pulls but. it out. I feel like the Jokers all know the choreography of it at this point, yeah. and they just do it in the background. They are now in sync, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. The Jokers <laughs> perform with Joe. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited for this next one, and I have a lot of thoughts about it. Oh. So Marshmallow Madness. That's right. Is 
riveting. I, 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 so I'm not really much of a, of a sports person. That's true. This is, this is what you (laughs) sports people must feel all the time. This is what sports is, baby. But it's, I mean, I, competition, the the thing that makes mano a mano, malo a malo, mellow a mellow. Yeah. Well, you you say marshmallow. Mallow? It's marshmallow, but then people call them mallows sometimes. It's like a oh, slang. Oh, it's like really? another. Yes, yeah, so like Mallow, Mallow. It's like a Central Jersey thing, I think. Didn't make it across. Not the to be confused with Mellow. Carmelo Sports. Anthony. Hello. Yeah. So I like that this is a sport that has real people in the middle of it that don't even know it's a sport. Yes. That's what makes it Jokers. It 100%. And originally, I think the guys were talking about being teammates with the guys in BTS. So one guy on the floor would have been paired with someone in BTS. And if you heard, like, they're kind of directing them. Like, all right, go, like, Joe, go left, go left, and then, like, shoot from there. Yeah. Uh, and then they decided against that because they're like, whatever, we'll just... Help them both. It's already we'll hard help them, But we also, I, I want to beat them. I, I want one winner. You know what? Let's just do rapid fire, free for all. Oh, just please. keep throwing. Just keep going. And that's, again, where the guy's competitive spirit comes out. Whenever they play these games, kind of like... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, the balloon game where you pin something on the marks. Yeah. A uh, flying balloon, as we call pencils, it. Or the mm-hmm. pencil game. Put they, they want a winner. And so they wanted a winner here as well. And I, I, honestly, I think that the Jokers could have a second career as sports commentators. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Who are your the favorite? Prim- oh, Joe and Q. I, I disagree. I'm going Q and Murr because I think Murr is like kind of all business. And he's sort of like the – he's um, – kind of the the like the stats guy yeah cues the color and he yeah. like but they're both excited but in different ways and Q mm. was like an excited kid watching a base uh, like a basketball game yes during this episode in the history of sports i've never witnessed <laughs> anything this is crazy anything like this and yeah. he's not much of a big sports guy but like this is his sport is it. in the mm. same way it's like mine i'm like it's like yeah. so exciting Q mm-hmm. will be on espn like 12 at some point just announcing like <laughs> yeah the, like any joker game when it becomes like an official like american pastime yeah uh but because he, he also him and joe did a great job at the beginning of the season when they were the commentators at the uh the monster jam punishment and they were doing the play-by-play and like only like a quarter of what they said aired but i was right next to the booth as they were doing it and it was like very entertaining to watch i thought they did a great job yeah so that's why i voted for them uh sal you have not been mentioned so you are not the sports commentator <laughs> he's good but it, he treated it the way and i like this the way he treats like any challenge where like his he has funny things to say about like how it's happening. Right. And like, you do want to see Sal like caught up in it, but Sal is like a fan of it. He's like watching it as like, Oh my God. Like, it's like, right. like, like me watching it. Whereas <laughs> like Murr is like literally doing the play by play. Yes. He's like saying what's happening in a way that like gets you excited. Uh-huh. Like a, almost like how like a, like a boxing referee, like is talking mile a minute, explaining what's happening. And Q's just like dropping these like funny, like, exciting moment I, I i loved it i was i was excited i hope this comes back or like if we have another version of it and this is i grocery games you think yeah. we'd be done with them dude this yeah. was this was like a new twist on it because they couldn't see where they were throwing mm-hmm. yeah so it was, it was really exciting to watch i know we all loved it when we were watching the rough cut at the office and and like you know there's moments where sal's out of marshmallows and he's got to run and get more and that's what that was the nail in his coffin it was really fun. Is that a sports term uh, yeah, the nail in the coffin from NBA <laughs> Jam, I believe. I think that's the yeah, only one. Most I, of your sports yeah. terms come from from downtown. Yeah, that's you can't buy one. a bucket. Yeah, boom shakalaka. Yeah, boom shakalaka. Uh, and I loved like the marks going to different aisles to check on them. Like especially this one lady was upset. She was the guy who's throwing marshmallows at me. Turns a corner, 
sees Joe Gatto, doesn't really catch him. And he's standing there uh, and he's like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, my marshmallows. I'm, yeah, I'm throwing them up there. Oh, it got in there. I won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just talks to her and like turns that like frown upside down on mm-hmm. this lady's face. Yes. And that's like, again, one of my favorite things about this show. Yeah. Is it's like this again, just dumb and silly. That's why I'm pushing for marshmallow and our Ben and Jerry's flavor. Yep. When it hit that woman's hat and went in the car, that's a great moment, too. Oh, that's a fantastic moment. Like, it's like, and you know, it was a good, I'll say that what was a really good Sal moment was when he was just like, it hit the rim. Oh, oh it hit the rim. That felt like basketball. It was just like, yeah. it hit the rim. It's like a cart. It's not a rim, but like in that moment, it is. That's so great. And the other thing when I was watching this that I think only makes sense to probably the people that do our job is I'm watching this and I'm like, I can't believe we have a job because I remember when this idea came up in the room with the Jokers, somebody said like, what if we did like Frogger in the supermarket? And it was just like, yep, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And like they had that like one camera that's like the Frogger camera that's like shooting from above. And like if you listen to some of the sound effects, I think they're kind of Frogger inspired too. It's kind of like that jumping noise. like, Like noise like in the back. And that's it. Like someone just throws out like Frogger in the supermarket and then somebody else is like, yeah, okay. What if we had like marshmallows and we're throwing them over and uh, good on, yeah. good on the BTS, you know, the, the, with the commentators for seeing exactly which ones went in, you know, because it's tough. Like there's a lot happening and you really need to be careful, like which one went in and did it fall out. And, and they were really good. And I want to give props to our camera people yep. for having such tight coverage so that, our editors, props to our editors, yep. can literally really show when it's going in. I, at no point did I feel like I didn't see one that they called. Mm-hmm. Like, I really felt like I saw every one. That's a hard challenge to cut. Would you mm-hmm. agree? Did You you yes. saw many iterations. Were there times where it was just like, this doesn't feel right? No, not wow. once. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Our editors can do it all. Amazing Because editors. they have to be, they have to know hidden camera. They have to know comedy. But then right. once in a while you have to do something like this, which is like cutting a sports event. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. They did a great job. That's crazy. Well, That's really fun. We interrupt this podcast to bring you breaking news with Simi Can't Stand Your Bits. Simi, why can't we stand your bits? I mean, that's that's really up to you guys, isn't it? It's hard hard for me to say. Yeah, um, it is true. But it, it's true. It's true. I think he hates. He can't stand our bits. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. Gotcha. Oh, sorry, Simi. Right. It, it it's it's right. It's less about my bits. It's more about your bits. I think that's I think that's the right way to put it. Oh. Uh, okay. Fair. That's fair. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're talking about episode eight ten, a little interview with a Joker, which uh, we heard you were on set for, actually. This is- I was, yes. And not only was I on set, I was there with my wife and my three children, which um, has only happened one other time. So it was uh, it was an exciting day for me. Whoa, the whole Can't Stand Your Bits family. All the, all the Can't Stand Your Bitses were there. It was, it was uh, and the three little bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was me, my wife, and, and our three little bits. Um, were there, and that was a that was a great day. So that was the um, the interview with the Joker segment, which which is came out really really well, um, and that was an interesting day because you know when you take kids to a TV set, one of the best things about it are all the snacks, right? There's craft services uh, yes. everywhere, um, but unfortunately for us, the reason why my girls were able to go was because it was they were off for Passover break, oh. and. 
on Passover, yeah. um, we only eat, in our family, we only eat uh, kosher for Passover food. So my kids couldn't eat any of the snacks that were on set, which made it kind of a, a difficult day. You're telling me that the Joker's wow. Crafty doesn't have any kosher snacks? You, you would think it would be a set filled with matzah, but it somehow <laughs> was not. Wow. And, and, and honestly, every, every crew member could not have been nicer. And, you know, they, they came over to, to, to my kids and, you know, my, I have three daughters, they're 10, eight and five. And, um, you know, probably should not be hearing the, the language, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> and all the crew members are coming over and every single person is coming over with a basket of snacks and they're just like, take anything you want. And my kids are just looking at me. So I felt like the best father in the world for bringing them to the set and the worst father in the world for not letting them have any of the snacks. Oh man, that makes it 10 times worse when everyone's just bringing, teasing them with all of these, like, cause on set we'll have, uh, usually like, it's like a bunch of cookies, different types of cookies, a lot of Oreos. I know the, the mini Oreos are my favorite. And then like, what else? Like chips, ahoy, uh, there's usually donuts at chocolates, some point. Mini chocolates. Yeah. I'm all about the, oh, yeah. like the peanuts. Like they always have like a nice bag of peanuts. I'm all so about that. You were literally taking candy from a baby, Simi, and your own I, babies. I, yes. No, it felt like my, my kids felt like kids in a candy store. If all that candy was behind protective glass. <laughs> <laughs> Are your kids like, um, like famous in their schools? Like, because like they're the, they're, they're can't stand your bits is. Um, I, I would, I'm going to go with no, um, but they, but they do. I mean, the thing is my kids are, they're all very, um, they're, they're, they, they run, I would say more on the shy side, just in terms of, you know, they, they're not the kids who want to go around and flaunt that their dad produces a show that some of the kids in the school might like. They would, they would rather keep that under wraps. So cool. um, I don't think they talk about it so much, but the, um, but they, they are fans of the show. They have definitely taken to the show and, and, and love it. That's awesome. Do they have a favorite Joker? Um, they kind of rotate. I mean, I think that um, my oldest, Julia, has always loved Joe. Um, and I think my middle one uh, had a Team Q shirt for a while. And, nice. and that really, uh, she, she, so she took a liking to Q. Um, I, but they really do, they, you know, they, I think they really love all of them in different ways, like like we all do. At this age, you know, you're you're just so many different emotions. I'm sure. And like, every every day, it's every a new favorite joke. Yeah. Uh, do they have any notes? They, yeah. Well, I don't. The question is, do I have any notes? Because I just send the cuts to my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> they just sort of let me know what they what they do and don't want on the air, and <laughs> and I I've put them directly in touch with the Jokers at this point, just to cut out the middleman. That's amazing. Yeah, we heard Julia was like, "No more exposed camera." <laughs> She's like, "These bits." Well, when the Mark knows they're on camera, they just don't react the same. I got yeah, that note from her directly. Susie, my five year old, thinks that's all getting a little derivative. <laughs> Um, Simi, I remember you showing me a project that they had a, or like a homework that they had to fill out for a school. And one of your daughters had written, it was something about what the world should have more of. And she yep. wrote more hidden cameras. <laughs> and yeah, I was, was like, Oh, I guess you talk about work at home. <laughs> wow. It was, well, it was this crazy moment where it was, we had parent teachers conferences for my middle daughter, Ella, who was in first grade. She was in, she's not going into third grade. She was in first grade. And the teachers, you know, they wanted they, parent teachers conferences. You know, they they show you some of the work that the kids are doing, and they handed they they slid this piece of paper across the table that had 
you know, something that the kids filled out. It was like, you know, when I grow up, I want to do this. And this is my, you know, this is whatever it was, just a bunch of different short answers. And one of the questions, like Tina just said, was um, the world could use more dot, dot, dot. And they said, we're just curious why your daughter wrote this. And it said um, hidden cameras on telephone poles. <laughs> okay, this is wow. I'm so this is amazing because so if, if they I'm assuming they don't know exactly what you do or that you produce jokers, so they think that you're just obsessed with like putting cameras everywhere. <laughs> is that yeah, the case? It, it didn't. It wasn't the best look for me in that moment, especially because I, I I beamed with pride, and I think that just confused them more. Yeah, and also your your wife is in the CIA, if I remember correct. So she's correct. So yeah, yeah, there are all sorts of issues there. Right. And she developed Elf on the Shelf, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Exactly. Which you have many in your house during Passover, I believe, is when they use the Elf on the Shelf. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Elijah, Elijah, the uh, the, the, on the shelf doesn't doesn't go as well. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's great all right this is great so we so um it's interesting that you you know exposed the exposed doc documentary thing um yeah your note well do you have some notes well, james yeah i was gonna say so originally as we were doing can't stand your bits i have to say Sammy. originally uh when this challenge uh was pitched to you you said no do you want to hear your note for it yeah i'd love to great uh so you said no for the same reason we've said no to exposed cameras in the past. When there's a camera on the Joker and he says something odd or inappropriate, the Mark will just assume it's either part of a gag or the Joker is acting weird because he's on camera. It takes all the awkwardness out of the interaction, taking the comedy down with it. Also, this relies on two levels of deception. The crew is real and the Joker is also real and giving real answers. And there are too many ways this can go south. So, Simi can't stand your bits. Do you think that this bit worked? I, this was a case where I was wrong. Oh, the, uh, the, the, I still stand by the fact that exposed camera is, is very tough to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, for that reason, exactly. Like if you, if the Joker is standing there and the Mark, the person they're talking to sees a camera there, then there's, then they will likely, their guard will be up in a different way than if, if somebody's just approaching them at fairway. So yep. I think that it makes it, it, it puts more onus on the creative to be really strong. But I think what, what was different about this one, and I think this one worked out really well, it was a great bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what was different about this one was, you know, in the past, a couple of times you guys have done exposed camera, it's been, you know, the Joker is standing there with a microphone interviewing somebody. Yeah. And my concern there is, well, if you if you hear a weird question from somebody holding a microphone, you're like, okay, this is just some bizarre thing, and they, and they're trying to be funny. But here, the Joker was was posing as a regular person next to somebody, and I actually, and it wound up working great because you had, you know, you had just this two shot of the Joker and the Mark sitting next to them, and the Mark was just sitting, you know, in each time, all four times, the Mark was just sitting there looking super duper confused. So I think in this case, exposed camera worked really well, but it took a little bit of tweaking, which you guys did a great job to get it there. Uh, thank you so much. And then also give yourself credit because you actually did, we did change it from the original pitch. The, the goal originally was a uh, refuse you lose. And we changed it to a don't laugh goal, which I think upped the awkwardness too, because then the guys were really trying to play it super real and again like when they're trying to conceal a laugh it, it kind of just changes the chemistry out there as opposed to like you know refuse you lose it if they just don't do it then the challenge ends but it, just the awkwardness of like trying to keep that laugh in i think really helped helped a bit as well so you were not yeah, sure. really well, wrong we, we did change it after we pitched it 
Well, credit goes to my five-year-old on that one. That was her note. Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> That's amazing. Excellent. Uh, well, Sammy, thanks so much for uh, coming on. You got on. it, guys. Always a pleasure. Where are you right now? Right now, I'm in my office in Hudson Yards. Um, we moved offices a couple months ago, and so um, so that's where I am right now. Wow, just like typing up a storm, doing all the network stuff? Ty- on a typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, well, thanks, Simi. You're the best. You got it, guys. Talk to you next time. All right. Bye, Bye. Simi. Bye. I'm going to be honest, guys. I can stand his bits. <laughs> When Sal is getting punished like this, you feel every moment of it. Like you're right there along with him. Yes. I feel like it. What, it's is, what does Mer say? He, Mer says at one point there was like those like those guys came in in suits that were like we've been coming here for ten years, and he's like this Delmonico's, and he like, but like Mer says the thing that's just like these are men not to be trifled. <laughs> these are men not to be trifled with. Trifled with. <laughs> men not to be trifled like, that with. is so like what an accurate description. Those are men not to be trifled. with. You know what? It's so funny because. Watching this, when I saw those guys come in, I'm like, oh, maybe this will be like the golf punishment where, like, again, I'm at work right now. I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. I'm like, man, screw these suits. I'm like, maybe it'll be like golf where it's like we're just messing with people that are like a little hoity-toity or whatever, and I'll enjoy it. It's not. Those are the Mm -hmm. only guys. Everyone else, it's like probably like couples that they said they made like reservations for like a year or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Families coming in. I hated this right. punishment, I mean, and, the, which is good. I mean, it, it, it was hard. The stakes uh, are high and the stakes are delicious because it's Delmonico's. Yeah. So it's this, a lot of stakes going on, different yeah. spellings of them. That's true. Mm-hmm. There was one point where Sal walked over to the coat check just to like take a break because he couldn't stress. handle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there, then walk back. You know, it's funny. There was actually some other interactions. We didn't have, we had to cut some for time. Like we yep. do all the time. We had some other really fun interactions. Like, I mean, we definitely showed the best ones and sometimes they'll, they'll cut some stuff out. Like we had, there was like a group of women waiting and then we, Same. and then we had a bunch of, uh, Joker's crew in dresses like come in oh, right. and Sal had to like look at both and like allow like our group of, of, women to like ahead of the ones that were there first oh man that, that elicited in a strange look that is um, crazy that can you imagine that like any one of the things the guys do would be like if you dared a friend from home to do this that would be like a memorable moment one of the hardest things they have to do in their life we're not even showing that to our know, public yeah, like we're right. cutting mm-hmm. these yeah. turns like we're making we're putting the guys through hell and then we're not even showing anybody yeah that sucks <laughs> And I, I remember. Oh, that's hard. I remember when we were talking about this punishment because we wanted to do something like this, and I, I was really obsessed with the idea of, of, um, like, a person saying their name and being like, you know, like, oh, McCarthy. Oh, interesting, yeah. McCarthy. And then looking up and like, kind of looking at the outfits and then being like, uh, I'm having trouble finding it. <laughs> like it was like, but that Sarah, I wore action. my shirt. And my finest shorts. <laughs> yeah. And then, then, it, then it turns into the guys being like, it's not the right energy. Yeah. Which is just so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good one to start with. And I love that the guys let him in because you know what? He did have the right yeah. energy. He yes. had the perfect energy. I mean, that was a great moment. They're like, that is the right, the ironic yeah. thing. And you know what else is really fun, Case? The office inside jokes here where we bring in our Cole Von Cole, really. Cole Weber. Yeah, uh, Cole Weber and uh, Chris, uh, Christian Esten. Yeah, Christian Esten, we say look like bootleg <laughs> Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and they don't look like them, but it's close enough. And, and which, 
which adds so much to that. Like the fact that those people are, that's not them. The best, and this got cut as well. Sal actually says a line to the marks that were waiting. He goes, I'm sorry, but didn't they look like Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, so admitting that it wasn't them, it's like, you know, they look like them. I also like the line when he's like, they um, deserve it. (laughs) Like he, he knows that that's so insulting and this weird, it's a Mm -hmm. new version of insulting because it's like, it's insulting like the, the the character of people he doesn't even know yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't deserve the table but they do. They're famous. It's like oh, oh. god. But they're and then the fact that they're not too like they're just not that's oh, so good. This was a tough one. I I think this might be the toughest punishment of the season. Really? Yeah. I and I think that's probably why we came back with it. I I mean the the, the tipping one is up there. The laptop one is up there for me, but I think so far this one, I really, I wanted him to stop. I want, I was like throwing in the towel early on in this punishment. (laughs) I know what you mean. Like when you really think like, could I do this? I think I would have trouble because I hate, I'm like a people pleaser. I really would hate to tell people no. And I, I would, it would, it would crush me like laptops. It was, it's hard yeah. because you're like putting down someone's property. I'd feel like nervous to do it, but it's not like refusing someone's service because oh. it instantly becomes like, what about me? Like the, I, I think that they would think, what about me mm-hmm. doesn't deserve this table? Yeah. You it, know? And like you made, you planned, I respect planning. <laughs> you made reservations. Like you went ahead, you yeah. did all of this work and then you get there and somebody's like saying like, yeah, you're not good enough to come in here or whatever. It would crush me. And then I'd probably be like, you're right. (laughs) And then like meagerly walk out. When the woman's like, I think if you take reservations, you should honor those reservations. Mm -hmm. Wait, I think reservation like um, a month in advance. (laughs) I think that if you make the reservations, you should honor those reservations. That's when when we get moments like that, when people are just so right, you know, in the face of, an idiot like like you know like that has oh, to say you know it's hard what really um killed me was when he asked if anyone was uh dining with andrew jackson that yes. they could get seated right away Loved and it. then those women like pulled together their money yeah. and brought while, it to though. him it took a while for like in the cut it's even shorter but even even in the cut but like that in the moment like it took a while to understand what that meant yeah <laughs> like people are like what is that you know uh-huh. and she clarified it. yeah she's she was like, like you mean the dead president or whatever who's on the 20 dollar bill <laughs> yeah. yes it was like such and a i guys she's my mark of the episode but th- wow. she also, i'm telling you wow she asked is this is that protocol yeah. like and he was like yes <laughs> and exactly everything this lady said to me uh was pitch perfect and you know what she did a little scam bone to get her seat. She got what she wanted. Yeah. And that's why I think she's my mark of the episode. I'm with what, you, man. What do you think? 100%. Uh, my, I have a different mark. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, Casey, you'll let me you be, the be the deciding vote yeah. here. Okay. Right. So during the marshmallow um, challenge, yes. the woman that just says, stop. With no emotion. Yeah. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. She's just like, there's marshmallows flying around and she's just like, stop. Stop. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's great. Right. That's a woman so that's that, had enough and just like can't deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't know where it's coming from. Just 
Stop. Stop. <laughs> I, I, I do. I do love a uh, a good like <laughs> like sad stop. Yeah, <laughs> just a defeated stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got. I love a scamboni even more. So I, I have All to go. Right. But please let us know who do you who you think is the mark of the episode. You could hashtag Joker's Podcast, and uh, this episode is episode eight ten. So you could throw that in there too. Just Great. to let us know. How fun is this? This is nice that we're back. I love being back. Yeah. And real quick housekeeping, just yeah. so you know, the thumbs down count for the entire season now, mm-hmm. Brian Q. Quinn still losing the most. He's got 11 wow. thumbs down after this episode. Uh, Salvatore has 10 thumbs, ta- thumbs down. Thumbs towns. Thumbs town. We can call him Thumbs Town. Yeah. He's, he's probably got the most Thumbs Towns of all time. He's definitely going to Thumbs Downtown. That's right. And then uh, James S. Murray, six. And Joe Gatto, six. So they're tied for the win. I guess that's how we'll call that so yeah. far. So yeah, but BQ is the loser. For the win-win. Um, and if someone out there listening can figure out who is the loser for the entire series so, so far. And so we mean the most thumbs down, the mo- not the oh. most punishments, right? Well, is that what we're okay. saying? Well, we got two different ones. I don't know. Oh, so you're saying the most thumbs down for the entire series? Oh, no, I meant punishments. Oh, so the most punishments. For oh, yeah, that. let's do most okay. punishments. The other thing sounds very difficult to figure out. Yes. Yeah, we can. I don't want anyone to work that I hard. Would, I would throw Danny Green <laughs> no. out, like, you know, and Andrew Jackson to figure it out for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> so maybe we could do that. Let's I know he's it. busy, but yeah. we'll just force right. him to do some yeah, extra work. We'll he needs, he's that, in retirement. We'll that'll call take him, him up a long and get way. the answer. Yeah, that'll take him a little bit further west on that boxcar. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm glad to be back. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Uh, this is fantastic. I'm so happy to be back. Case, thank you. Uh-huh. Tina, thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Tina. guys. Thank you. We're just going to end this podcast by thanking each other. Thank, thank you. Thank you, fans. Thank you for being thank here. You. Thank, thank you. Fans. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank Tina. you in uh, New Mexico. Out. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you in Colorado. Thank you, uh, thank you fans in Comic-Con. Thank you, everybody. Cruise fans. Thanks, sports. Thank you. While those guys are thanking everybody, here's a sneak peek of what's coming up on next week's Impractical Jokers. All right. Look at these two. I'm going to get myself a plain cheesecake to start. A, pl- a what? I'm going to get a cheesecake. Okay. Yeah. This guy behind you is getting cake? You're going to you're gonna pie? I'm getting the cherry pie, man. All right, great. Get this guy to check your mouth for you. <laughs> Make sure it's ready for cake. You want to eat a cake with the cat in your Yeah, I'm going to get it. Hi, I'm just going to get a cheesecake. Yeah. Look, I don't, I don't think you should. It looks like your mouth. No, it don't. Let me see your mouth. <laughs> it's the same. Look at mine. Look at this guy. <laughs> no, dude, I would not eat until you get that sure. shirt down. Look at this mouth. Look at my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need work. You, you need, need work to sell. I need work? I need work. Yeah. Oh, you, need, you need an orthodontist. Look, you're, you're perfect. See? All right, Joe, now check his mouth for him. Let me see yours. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. <laughs> That's a guy who knows mouths. <laughs> Guys, get all three of you to open your mouths at the same time. Let me see yours. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha!